We don't edit on this show. This one Jake Lawson right you, here. You know what? I t- <laughs> I'll tell you what. Geek Out Loud is brought to you by Tops and their Star Wars card trader app. Check out their Star, their Star Wars card trader app. One take, Glosson. On the uh, Apple Store. Wait, Apple. Yeah, Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Daggummit! <laughs> One take, Glosson. It's Tops. It's their card trader app. You love it. Do it. Star Wars. They thank you. We thank them for their sponsorship of Geek Out Loud. On this episode of Geek Out Loud, we are at Stranger Things, Chapter 5, The Acrobat and the Flea, or The Flea and the Acrobat. The point is, I'm one take Glosson, so if I say it the first time, you know I probably said it right. This is your safe place to geek out. It's the Geek Out Loud Podcast. Welcome to Geek Out Loud. My name is Steve Glosson. Glad to be along with you. Some people call me One Take, but I, you can go. You can call me Steve. It'll be fine. Uh, we are in the midst of our Stranger Things rewatch, and man, have we got a guest on this show! He is from Techno Retro Dads. He was on the Stranger Things expedition with us. He is an honorary member of Team Steve. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Our good friend Shaz Bazaar. What's up, Shaz? This is your entrance music, by the way. I'm loving my entrance music, man. A little, little Tron. Yeah. There Tron you go. Being talked about a lot lately. Well, good. It needs to yes. be. It needs. Um, it needs to be a thing. It does indeed. Anything to close in the dark. Any- <laughs> <laughs> I guess I should have played. I could have played the Thrawn song, but I, I figured, you know. No, Thrawn, Tron. I mean, it's all yeah. the same. Well, and well, and I was thinking. Blue. Well, and I know how much you love Tron, and so I, I, I figured I had to throw you a little bit of a, a Tron bone there, and and bring you into that. You normally, I, I ask my guest, "What would you like your entrance music to be?" But I just kind of went with it on this one. So how long you're going to be playing Devo for me? Who knows? Well, you'd be surprised. You might be surprised. <laughs> uh, before we get into all that, though, uh, I do want to mention. Uh, that uh, you can support the show. People who are listening now can support the show any way you'd like to via the Amazon apps, the Entertainment Earth links, Think Geek links, uh, the Fandango links. Uh, as of tonight, at the recording of this, it's your last opportunity to go to the Fandango links we have and pre-order your tickets to The Last Jedi and receive from Fandango a free Last Jedi poster. Um, 
So you can do that now if you're listening live. If not, we'll try to have this up in time for you to do that. And and if you miss it, that's fine. Still use those Fandango apps whenever you're going to buy tickets. Fandango is a great place to do that and a great way to get tickets uh, when you're headed out to see a good old flick. Um, and, of course, Patreon. Patreon.com slash GeekOutloud if you want to support the shows directly. Our featured supporter is uh, Team Steve member Steve Bennett, who was the producer and um, financier for the uh, for the Stranger Things expedition. He was the bike provider, uh, the tool provider. <laughs> <laughs> The legal uh, analyst, uh, analyst. Oh yeah, and we needed it. You know that one sign. It says, uh, "How? What is it? No traffic." He didn't say anything about pedestrians. Yeah, no, nothing about pedestrians. Right. It was just stopping. Tra- mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. vehicular traffic. Professional, professional, uh, competitive eater. Steve Bennett. So that he, was... he does a little bit of everything. The the man's. Let me tell you something. I what I need to do is have Steve on here just to talk. And, yeah. and just start walking through his various experiences because plumbing the depths of Steve Bennett is amazing. Okay, um, you know he he knows uh, the original Pugsley Adams too. My Lanta, I didn't. I don't think I remember. Yeah, that. we talked about it on did, on, uh, on our one of our drives. Did I miss that part? I must. I forgot no, that part. Just, no, who who was Gomez Adams? Uh, John Aston. Okay. Right. His son Pugsley. Right. His son. I I don't remember the kid's name. Sean. Aston. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. The original Pugsley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the real Pugsley. Yeah, I had to make him tell you that story. Sorry. Right. Steve Bennett just finds himself in a car with Sean Aston driving, you know, a couple of hours to the airport. No big deal. <laughs> just driving down the road. Somebody so, need to drive him? No problem. I'll do it. I got it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you really need to have him on just to talk for hours. Well, and what the, what's great He's is... so much fun to talk to. Right. And I don't want to steal his story, but what's great is that story starts with him just going to basically the chamber of commerce of this town where this Goonies convention was happening and saying, Hey, just th- steal this story. Hey, thanks for doing this. I'm not going to tell the whole thing. I just think it's amazing that it starts with someone just trying to be nice to go say, thanks for doing this. It was really fun. And next thing you know, boom. I'm on the road with Sean Aston. I guess that's the story, isn't it? I guess that's, that is... That's the lesson to be learned. Let's review. Is that... <laughs> that's the meat of the whole story. I just kind of... Okay. You know what? Fair enough. I... <laughs> so maybe I did want to take just tell a story hey, yeah, I told for I this week, too, so hey. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't do it. Yeah. You didn't do it with a with an audience of thousands. You just... I did it at the game, man. Are you kidding? Oh me? yeah. I just went down to the press box. I said, since Kentucky can't play, let's just talk about. Steve <laughs> Let me Bennett. tell you about my friend Steve Bennett. <laughs> Steve Bennett <laughs> once drove a Hobbit to the airport. Wait, stop. The band is on. After the band, we'll continue the story. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. <laughs> now, Steve Bennett <laughs> once made a tool run. That only took about 15 seconds. <laughs> that is the fastest tool run ever. A tool run, 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 the tool run, run. <laughs> That's faster than a Malay route. That's right. Malay run, run. Yeah. Oh, right. oh. oh, man. If you listen, that's a total inside joke from our three hour jumbo episode 
the Stranger Things expedition. Check it out. I was missing only jumbo wings and tenders. Uh, uh, ironically enough, ironically enough. But what I love is the moment when we were actually recording live, and, and we can pull back the curtain a little bit and talk about it here. When we were doing a live show, of course, I was playing the clips live for the audience at Mixer.com slash Goliverse, and Shaz begins to count on the when we get to that <laughs> section of how many times I drop food hints. And I think we got to the double digits. It was in the double digits, and I might have missed a couple. <laughs> we just I would just casually throw in, hey, there's Burger King. <laughs> Look, chicken, fried chicken. <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. I thought it was 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. <laughs> and, um, and, and two, I also need to call myself out on something. I mentioned an edit that I made from the live show version um, because there was, a, there was a moment of confusion in, in our actual talking on the road where I, I kind of stumped Steve in the midst of him trying to say something and got him confused and everything. And so in an effort to not make it look like I was a jerk and Steve didn't know what he was doing, I, I kind of trimmed some of that out so it wouldn't look that way. But what the, the point, the part I but did not... revealing... Yeah. <laughs> but the part I did not edit was the part where, oh, no, we're going completely the other way. Hey, this is Jackson. We're back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Left that in. No, we were both guilty. I was going to say, to be fair, both of y'all were guilty. And I'm so not confident in my sense of direction. I was like, well, they must be right. I must have got turned around when I got on that bicycle. The well, bicycle- I saw where we were planning on going. So mm-hmm. I just thought, you know, that's that's the thing. But the thing is, you know, neither one of us were looking forward. We were looking back at you while we were driving. Oh, well, that's You're safe. the only one who was looking out the front window. That's safe. I was, I was, well, I was looking forward to those jumbo wings and tenders. <laughs> but it never happened. And then, let me tell you the disappointment last week in my in my heart when I'm like, well, it's only 45 minutes away. I can go there and, um, and, and have some, you know, and just kind of make it. It'll be a funny thing to do. And then it hit me. No, that was in Jackson. That's about two hours away. Uh, yeah, we're skipping Cherry Log, Georgia this right, year. Right, it's, it's we're going to Jackson. You think so? Oh yeah. Okay. Luke well, really it, wants to go. It's with us. your birthday. Um, so yeah, I. Uh, but Tiffany's is the one that's forty-five minutes away, and I haven't been back. All the uh, my big talk about yeah, I'll come back and get in the kitchen. And everything. I haven't been back. Oh, that's too so. bad. But I will never forget watching Steve Bennett walk toward the restroom and the double take he took. So he's like, oh, there's the kitchen, you know? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Hey, hey, you you mentioned something on that expedition that that I've just realized after watching the Stranger Things Mm -hmm. 2 trailer. Steve drives a BMW. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And remember those two burned car, burned out cars? I sure do. Remember, I uh, yeah. Run into hey, that how about this is a BMW? Yeah, how about I do remember those cars, Shaz? Did you see those things? I, I mean, I was talking and, all about them, and I didn't oh, feel were like you, you know you were, were you talking all, attention. No, I'm sorry, I don't think you were talking all about them. I think once again, in a rare moment, like two rare moments where Steve actually knows what he's doing, Steve was like, "Guys, check out the burned cars." I wonder if we could, how far back we could walk. Do you think someone would come and stop us? Guys, there's two burnt cars back there. What are... <laughs> Next thing you know, the Shropshires will be in the movie. Oh, man, they they should be. Well, they are, actually, you know. They're just, just off camera. 
Well, Mama Shropshire, she's just really excited that she's got her burial plot. Next. We don't have to relive this whole thing. I know I'm taking up everybody's time, but I had such a good time. Such a good time. Oh, well, what we need to do is after this, and Steve's in the chat right now, we need to, once the rewatch is over and once Stranger Things 2 has dropped on Netflix, we need to all just sit down, the three of us, and do a do kind of a stranger things to review just generally and and kind of relive these moments now um you know a month or so removed two or three months that's removed, a good I should idea. say that's a good idea um so there's a production meeting right here on the on the show but that's how we do right, it everybody's here oh yeah. uh oh human bunny yeah oh yeah the three foot bunny <laughs> <laughs> i was i was over in the part of town the other day driving around that uh literally around the perimeter of that uh that particular cemetery, and I thought about that. Thought about the whole old human bunny up there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we anyhow. You brought up the who, so when you say Steve, you meant you didn't mean Team Steve, team Steve Bennett. No, no, no. I mean, I mean Steve from Stranger Things. You he mean drives a Beamer? Bad hair Steve drives a BMW. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And I, it, it just hit me when I saw. It. I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I remember finding the front end of that car. Mm-hmm. I said, this is the front of a Beamer, isn't it? You know, the, the little oval, upright oval right. things, yeah. or squared circles, or however you want to call them. Sure. That's what we found on the ground. That's Steve's car. Huh. So Steve's car got melted down, so, man. It's, we're going to find out Friday. So you're convinced now? Uh, yeah, you, 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 you made me buy in. <laughs> we're gonna... It only took me three months, Listen, but hey. I, mean... I, I truly do hope that there ends up being some burnt-up cars uh in that in in the show um but i'm not i'm not holding my breath there's no telling steve's steve's beamer that little area there i mean that could have been a drug deal gone bad for all we know that was was a big drug deal gone bad both sides lost that's right (laughs) well maybe the one maybe the other group had three cars you don't know maybe it was two against three not that the car not that the cars were doing the fighting that'd be stupid are you kidding me? Have you ever seen Transformers? Have you ever heard of this show? It's awesome. Oh well, I'd have I'll have to I'll have to I'll have to check that out after Stranger Things. I'm sorry. No, I think I'm the one person in the world that walked out of Transformers Five and was like, I love it. This was glorious. I didn't see it at the movies. You didn't? But I've seen it since. Yeah, I loved it too. I'm so glad. This is why we're friends. <laughs> there is uh. There's something, and and I told you this before we got started as well. I'm gonna throw. I was gonna throw this on you. Um, uh, you know, Chess, we've never talked the Marvel movies. You and I, the Marvel Studios movies. Have we not? I don't think we've ever really plumbed the depths of that subject betwixt the two of us. Where do you stand on those bad boys? Uh, I was a late, late um, adapter, mm-hmm. adopter. I didn't. The first one I saw in the theater was Captain America: The First Avenger. Okay, thrilled completely, mm-hmm. and haven't missed another one in the theater since. Fantastic, except for the Spider-Man one. You know, Shabby Zar and Shazzy Luke went without me. They ditched me. Yeah, and you know, looking back on that, I, that Spider-Man: Homecoming ended up being a bit underwhelming to me. Oh, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta pick that up and see not it. that it's a bad movie. It was just, uh, it was a little bit underwhelming. But Thor next week, man. Yes, Thor Ragnarok Ooh. coming, coming to theaters. I'm really looking forward to it. And this past weekend, and I should I should probably pull up on Twitter who it was. Uh, try to look and see. Um, Michael Nip, I think. Michael Nip. I think so. 
that's a step out, Shaz. That's and that's what we jumping. That's what we call in the business a bit of a step out. Um, you know, whenever it's something that just jumps off the page, and I suddenly get a tweet that has no follow up, mm-hmm. it's usually him. <laughs> well, this was at Raleigh Price. That wasn't the guy. I heard no, from. at Raleigh Price on the Twitter uh, it says, as if you weren't hyped enough for hashtag Thor Ragnarok. This already this eighty synth score mixed with an epic choir. He used the word choir, believing it orchestra is likely going to seal the deal. So, which I absolutely said, okay, where do we find it? And and I and and I was able to go get it. Um, that was followed up by John uh, Shepler tweeting to you and Schwa Oops, and it myself. It was John Shepler. <laughs> it was not Michael. That's well, no, no. Raleigh Price tweeted about the soundtrack. John Shepler followed up and tweeted about uh, local steak and shakes breakfast shakes with frosted flakes shakes. And cinnamon crunch shakes. Now, not cinnamon toast crunch, just cinnamon crunch. And that just, that owned me because I'm like, they can't get the name right. Obviously, they can't use cinnamon toast crunch, but. <laughs> anyhow. so cinnamon something crunch. Right. So anyhow, this, um, I, so I immediately sought out the soundtrack. I immediately procured the soundtrack or the score. It's, and it is. It's scored by Thor Ragnarok. It's scored by Mark uh, Mothersbaugh from Devo. From Devo. But That's now, right. I didn't realize this. That dude has done, he's been quite prolific as a film scorer. He has indeed. And, and we're not just talking Pee Wee's Playhouse. Mm-mm. No, he did the Lego movie. Yeah. Um, and uh, my internet has suddenly decided to slow down on me. <laughs> so I can't really pull up the whole thing. But yeah, I mean, I was kind of impressed looking over his over his IMDb at, at what he'd done. Um, uh, wow, I mean, he's he's in the Lego Hotel thing. Transylvania, I think he did. Yeah, yeah, he's done some TV. He did Pee Wee's Big Holiday for Netflix. Um, Is that the only Pee Wee movie he did? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I know he did the Pee Wee's Playhouse way back when. Mm-hmm. Um, That's been a while. Fanboys. I think that's a movie you might be familiar with. What? He did Fanboys? Yeah. Yeah. How did I not know that? Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Yeah. Um, which is famous for the monkey one. Steve! Um, anyhow, my point is this. He's actually done a lot of uh, good stuff. Toy Story Tunes, Hawaiian Vacation Short. Um, oh, he did Rug Rugrats cartoon. Okay. See? So the guy's prolific, and I didn't realize that. I didn't realize that one of the founding members of Devo went on to be a prolific film scorer. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and so when I saw this, I was like, well, this is interesting, you know, that, that someone has stepped in to do this. And then, of course, I IMDBM, and I find out, oh, there's a whole lot that this guy has done um, since Devo, since the days of Devo. Devo still is, you know. And, and I got to tell you, Raleigh Price's Raleigh Price's take on this score is spot on. Um, it is a good blending of synth and orchestral music. Um, but there was a moment the other day that gave me chills listening to it. Um, because one of the things I have said about Marvel movies, the Marvel Studio movies, since they started turning out sequels, and of course the Avengers is, there hasn't been enough callback in subsequent sequels to original themes that each movie, each movie score has tended to kind of stand on its own. And I've found that a bit dis as someone who loves, you know, 
what what John Williams and then Ken Thorne did with the Superman one through four, and you know the Batman stuff, of course, that began with Danny Elfman and followed through uh, into those subsequent movies. Regardless of what you thought about the movies, that they they had a feel. There was a theme that went with these characters, and um, and I was really looking forward to themes for a lot of these characters that we had in uh, in these Marvel Studio movies. Well. I've got the soundtrack playing, and I'm just kind of listening to it as I'm doing some laundry and going about doing some stuff. And this little track called "Where To" comes up. It's toward the end of the uh, toward the end of the, the the CD or toward the end of the album. And uh, I'm I'm just gonna I'll let it play a little bit as we get to talking. And um, as you can hear, it starts out lightly enough, you know, typical movie score kind of stuff going on mm-hmm. here. Um, and because it's toward the end of the album, I'm thinking, all right, well, this is the moment where they're having their tender things or something has seemed to happen or something's going, you know. I always try to kind of flesh out the beats of the movie based on the score a lot of times. Even if it's out of order? Right. And then it does this thing. And this is a this is a mo- make, this is a mo- doesn't have a theme. Well, this is a motif that was played with earlier on. It's just a lighter motif of what's earlier in the album. And so I'm thinking, well, that's cool, you know. It's good that he's doing that. But then, I believe it's at this moment. original P- Patrick Doyle soundtrack score uh, from the first Thor movie. Well, that earlier thing you played was too. What? Okay. See, I didn't catch that. Uh, Th- Thor has, Thor has, I don't know if it's, if it's the, the motif or if it's the key, but mm-hmm. Thor has its own feel. Yes. You, well, you, definitely. No matter in all three movies. <clears throat> Absolutely. We'll, we'll have those in there. And I guess the other movies do too. I mean, guardians obviously mm-hmm. does. I mean, you throw in some songs from the seventies and eighties and you're rocking. Yeah. Um, absolutely, but, absolutely, and um, Thor, you can I can recognize Thor, and Captain America has its very patriotic. Well, themes. you had your Alan Silvestri theme from yep. the first Avenger, and that did not get revisited enough for my liking in Winter Soldier or Civil War. No, it makes a little touch, but it doesn't stay there. Right, right. Well, this is what was this is from the tail end of Thor, uh, the original movie here. Um, 
You know, speaking of that Captain America theme, doesn't doesn't that make a little appearance in uh, Thor: uh, Dark World? Yes, it does. Right, whenever Loki turns into right. Cap. Right. Yep. I thought so. Yeah. But you, here it is, right here from from Patrick Doyle's uh, score from the original Thor. This is at the end when they're going from Earth to Asgard. Yeah. Yes, and so when that came, when that comes on, on the album, I was just like, I literally, I got chills. I got chills because it's what I've wanted all along. I was really hoping, and and I don't know if they could have done this. Of course, the Avengers has their own theme, but I was really hoping that as we got to get to each one of those characters, as we met them in the Avengers, that we would get playings of their themes but the only one sylvester really brought back was cap's theme um and and i I thought that you know there was a little bit there was some missed opportunity there to really solidify some of these themes and so what mother's ball has done is he's really solidified a sound for thor he's taken what patrick doyle has done he's like Mm -hmm. this was good this was worthy and and stuck it in there and i just I was so excited, and, I, and I've been wanting to talk about it for days, and and I was like, "Well, Shaz doesn't mind if I." <laughs> no, <laughs> once this again, is awesome. <laughs> once see, a- now, now you've got me hooked on you know the, with the synthesizer and the orchestral music. I'm thinking, what about Mark Mothersbaugh doing Tron Three? Oh, sure. If you can't get Daft Punk back, oh, uh, they they should change it every time. Okay, well that's fine. Well, it was Daft Punk with. Uh, uh, was it Joe Trapanese? Did he do it with him? Oh, wow. I don't know. I can't remember. I can't remember. That's terrible know. of me not to be able to remember that. I but, he did uh, Tron Uprising, maybe. I think that's right. I think you're right there. Well, it's, it's the same composer that did uh, Oblivion. Man, where's IMDb? I can pull that up. Good luck. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, so, I mean, November's going to be kind of huge. You've got the whole Thor Ragnarok, and then you've got Justice League. And then and then we get to Star Wars in December. So we're about to round out a, a pretty big couple of months as far as geekdom goes. It's going to be a very big year. Coming up here. Um, well, we're here to watch some Stranger Things, and so we're going to do that. Uh, before we do, just to go ahead and, and do this so I don't get down to the end of the episode and realize I haven't done this yet, I want to make sure we remind you we're brought to you by Tops and uh, the Star Wars Card Trader app. They have, uh, of course, if you if you've played with the Star Wars Card Trader app at all with us, you know how much fun it can be, and um, we, uh, I I love it. I think it's a good thing. I know that there are some people who have some issues. They've had some, their issues here, or there with it, and and Tops is working on those things. I've been assured that all the bugs are being worked out and that sort of thing. Uh, the Tops Trader app is uh, you can get it on the iTunes App Store or in Google Play, and they have everything from original 1977 cards all the way through to The Last Jedi. They are officially licensed digital trading cards. You can unlock exclusive content, original artwork, chase, relic, and signature cards. You can trade with people all over the world and uh, open up free packs every day, get coins and awards just for signing in and access daily card releases. It's the app that every Star Wars card collector should have, 
and you can start building your digital collection today. Download it in the App Store or Google Play now. That's Tops, and of course we love Tops. I love card collecting and card trading. Tops has been doing trading cards since 1950 when they put their first baseball card into a pack of bubble gum, and now there's no more bubble gum. It's all cards. And I'm loving the Journey to the Last Jedi set. It is, uh, it's done with that classic star-filled border that we all know and love from the original 1977 cards and uh, different base parallel sets that you can collect. They also have uh, Chase autograph cards and the very rare double and triple autograph cards uh, and sketch cards as you go and buy these things. It's a great thing. It's a great time. It's good fun collecting. It's tops, rediscover tops, and rediscover the joy of collecting. One take, Glosson. Chaz. Yes. Are you ready? I don't have a reading. All right, good. Are you? I'm, I need a reading here. <laughs> I'm sitting there shuffling through my shelf looking for a card with a reading. I don't have Oh, one. no, that's fine. I wasn't going to do a card reading. I was, I was asking, are you queued up and ready to go for Stranger Things? I'm ready things? to press the A button on the Xbox. <clears throat> All right. Well, uh, if you're not watching on an Xbox, you, like me, will press the play button and, um, and, and get going. Here, if it's going to load up for me. There we go. Uh, I am at zero on the counter. And uh, as you should be. And I'm going to count one, two, three, play. When I say play, you hit play because I'm going, as I say play, hit play. I'm going to hit play as I say play. So here we go. One, two, three, play. I feel like my cadence was pretty good there. I hope everyone. That's a good cadence. Thank you. Thank you. I, I try. I, I, it's one of the things I work on throughout the day. Uh, there's that exterior from Emory University, Shaz, as we open up on Hawkins Tower. I think I've Tower. seen that place before. I think we got kicked out of that place before. No, we were kindly asked to leave. We were kindly asked to leave. Um, but Hopper um, is a little bit more direct than we are. That's true. We should have been more Hopper, less friendly, maybe. Oh, yeah, let's just go punch the people. <laughs> Do you, now, from what we could see, from what we could see, are these, are these halls sound stages or do you think they're the interior of this building i think they're sound stages i do too i think a lot of this stuff they did you know back at at pinewood Mm -hmm. atlanta i don't think wood panel walls like that exist anywhere in use anymore oh except for not in a large except like that except for small country churches (laughs) (laughs) they do exist some places i love his i love his kind of take to himself where he just kind of shrugs a little bit before he unzips the the curtain and walks back through it the old biohazard curtain yeah well he's committed he's committed oh well he's he's ticked i mean at the end of the last episode i mean it was it's beyond committed it's determined and he's ticked off about what's going on and and uh, and and he's and he's chosen to go down the rabbit hole. Well, he has. You know, I, I love how they ended that and just uh, went right into the 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 cutting of the of the fence. And then next thing you see is episode five. Yep, him creeping on in. Um, we got to see a little bit of his cop skills there as he punched <laughs> the punched the guy, disarmed him, and held the other guard at gunpoint. Really quickly. You know, uh, what, what I really like is if you want to lock a door, shoot it. There you go. Well, he if, will. If you, if you want to unlock a door, shoot it. Right. Well, those are Star Wars rules. Exactly. <laughs> and they work in this universe. Well, the locking the door apparently worked. Or maybe. We'll see. We'll see how that plays out. Um, Don't like this guy. No. Who does? Who does? It's Lonnie. Lonnie's a deadbeat. 
And yes, we, indeed. And we've done a lot of talking on these episodes about Joyce, um, you know, and she really brings Lonnie back into her confidence pretty easily in this situation. Um, from what you know of human nature, Shaz, is that knowing just the kind of dude he is, I mean, is... She she needs somebody to lean on. Yeah. You know, and and here is the you know the face of of times gone by, and and he's there, he cares, he's interested, and he's plying her with wine mm-hmm. or something, some type of strong drink, as it some were, some type of strong drink, you know, and that's <laughs> that's the thing he's trying to get her to, you know, he's there to help the family get what they need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's there to line his pockets, is what he's there to that's do. That's exactly right. Yeah, and that's that, exactly right. of course, that'll all come up here pretty soon. Spoiler alert, everybody. Um, I want to go back to Hawkins Power real quick. Is it Hawkins Power or Hawkins Electric? I thought it was Hawkins Electric, okay. but they talk about the power company, electric company, yeah. but that's really not what it is. Oh, we the, all elect- know that. the electric company was a, was, a children, was a children's show on ABC back in the 70s and 80s. Yes, it was. Um, hey, you guys. With Hawkins Power, Hawkins Electric... Are they government or are they a a think tank that's kind of off the government paycheck or just maybe get some subsidies here and there that are they doing are they in business for themselves is what I'm asking. That's a very good question. Um they have a government contract. Let's okay. put it that way. The government wants something from them, mm-hmm. but they are doing something for their own profits, is my feeling. Cause don't we see at some point, like? Well, wait a second. This is a. It's a. What's the name of that group? It's not MX Six. MI Six. Uh, no, 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 no. The uh, the experimentation. It was an actual government project. Um, back in the, you, you know, men who stare at goats and such, like. Oh yeah, I don't. I know. I know what you're talking of. I don't know the name. But it, they mention it in here. Mm-hmm. I don't remember if it's in this episode though. But that's that's part of the that's part of what they are. So I I think though I think Matthew Modine Modine, mm-hmm. you know the guy from the eighties, right? I think that he is the CEO or the you know the the head of this for profit organization. But I think he's working for the government in that you know they they want this contract so that they can get the commies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously we're fighting the commies. I mean that's 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 obviously the thing. And, uh, of course, now we're at the boys figuring out what they are now going to begin to call the upside down. Yes. Um, I just, I wonder, because I'm trying to remember now, the guard at the gate that he sweet talks, was that an MP or was that just a security guard at a gate? I don't remember. And that's the thing I don't remember either. And I'm trying to think when he gets actually captured here in a few moments, is it an MP or is it a, you know, is it a group of MPs? Because those guys that he took out... He took out an MP. Was it an MP or was it just a security guard? No, no, the, the one that, the one he, he, uh, he drew down on yeah. was, was military police just a few seconds ago. Okay, yeah. so, so the government's involved somehow here. Yes. Right. Yeah, the government's there. The government's supporting this completely. <clears throat> That's why, you know, she's been sent to chase down the Ruskies. Right. Well, sure, but I mean, in the 80s, we all wanted to get rid of the Ruskies any way we could, if you recall. I mean, well, isn't it interesting now we're all fussing about the Ruskies again? Well, After I got just eight years ago, we, we wanted to get rid of them. We well, said Ruskies aren't a problem. Well, look, I got to be honest with you. Um, when when the when the Iron Curtain fell, 
I never fully trusted him. I was too much a child of the eighties. <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't mean to offend any listeners or anything. I just, all my life, I've been waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, it's too good to be true. And they, they tried to make capitalism work. They just, they, it's going to take a while. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Give it a chance. Give it a chance. Um, now you played Dungeons and Dragons back in the yes. day. Yeah, we've talked about this. The Veil of Shadows. Yeah. I don't remember the Veil of Shadows, actually. Though. Do you think that's something they just threw in there? And No, no. I, okay. I, I haven't looked up. I meant to look it up. I That looks like it comes out of the Dragon Magazine. Mm-hmm. Or possibly, yeah, I think it was out of Dragon Magazine. That's what it looks like it came from, that little uh, article. Mm-hmm. Um, there there was something called astral projection right. in, in D&D where you could walk into other planes of existence. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange does that. Oh, well, yeah, but this, okay. Oh, Doctor Strange. I thought you said Doctor Who. I was like, I don't know. No, 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 not Doctor Who. Doctor yes, Strange. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. Indeed. Uh, but, you know, so it's, it's, and the modules that they thumb through in that booklet, everything, or, or binder is right on. But, uh, you know, this is, this is, this is the idea. How do we, how do we play D&D? We've got the person who is the, uh, really the sorcerer, the magician right here. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. 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 The um, I was actually I I was I'm getting something confused because I was surprised just then as I am every time I watch this that they actually showed Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. What is there something else where they're playing Dungeons and Dragons where they weren't able to call it Dungeons and Dragons? What am I thinking of? Uh, a, a movie or a TV show where they're doing ET. Oh, was it ET? They didn't call it Dungeons and Dragons there. What'd they call it on ET? They just they were just playing. Okay, all right. That's that might be what I remember it being then. That's that's all I can think of. Okay. Think well, of. no, you're right. That that the, every that's what you just put the puzzle piece into place for me. And I actually heard you and Schwa talking about it on Techno Retro Dads. Oh, really? I believe. Yeah, I think you guys brought that up on Techno Retro Dads. Oh, Dave Atterbury tells me the answer is MK Ultra. MK Ultra is the group. Yes. Of uh, men who stare at goats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Dave Atterbury. Atterbury. I oh, oh, so did M. Dunn. Everybody's throwing that in there. Oh, so, well. Sorry, I'm not paying attention to Sorry. Sorry. Um, well, here we are. That There went that awesome credit sequence again. And, and I, you know what? I'm not ashamed to repeat myself. Go ahead, because every time you say it, I think that's, that's exactly what did it to me, too. The, the first episode, watching that credit sequence, I'm like, I'm in. I'll go that through the, the whole thing. That was the complete buy-in right there. Yes, exactly. Because it was so 80s and the, the way that screen jumps around everything. Mm-hmm. Yes, right down to the imperfections mm-hmm. is what I've said. Oh, there's Jonathan. What's great here is I think Jonathan was coming in to tell his mom you were right all along. Yeah. But instead, now dad's here and he's going to pull a rebellious teenager. Well, he's a little aggravated with dad. Dad hadn't been there. Well, sure. I don't blame him. I'm not saying, look, I'm not against Jonathan. Yeah, I'm. I'm saying I completely understand. I, I just. Uh, but all of a sudden he's being dad. He's going to scold him. Mm-hmm. Look, you don't need to do this, son. You need to behave. Oh well, le- listen. The moment that he has the conversation here about the Evil Dead poster, when he mentions what he does about the Evil Dead poster, is just yeah. to me. It's like you don't ever get to say that, sir. Not no. you. Not. No. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I have no idea how long he's been gone. 
You know, because in yeah. this episode, it seems like he's been gone longer. Before, I thought, you know, maybe it was about a year or so. But there's a lot of discussion in this one about time frames. Well, the, uh, you know, back when, uh, in I think it was episode two, where they're at the um, police station talking about Benny's death mm-hmm. uh, with the one guy in, in Hopper's talking to him. And he's like, there was that kid that came in and, and, he, and he showed him a picture of Will and says, what this? And he says, no, that's Lonnie's kid. Yeah. You know, so... Obviously, Lonnie can't used, be too long, right? Lonnie had run with some of those guys, and so they still referred to him, you know, to Will as Lonnie's yeah. kid. Take that down; it's inappropriate. Yeah. You're inappropriate, Lonnie. Yeah, you're not kidding. I would have gone and gotten an Evil Dead Two poster and put it up, or Legend X, or whatever that thing was. Uh, Legion X. Legion X. <laughs> <laughs> That's inappropriate. <laughs> That's pure disrespectful, is what that is. Oh man. Man, don't you hate getting ready for funerals? I do hate getting ready for funerals, especially nowadays. Because usually if I'm getting ready for a funeral nowadays, it means i got to talk at it. Yeah. And that's never fun. No. But, you know, the good thing is it always works. Yeah. I don't feel like the dog got enough screen time in this show. No kidding. I feel like we were, I feel like there's something with this dog that we're, we're missing out on a lot of times. Things got, got cut out with the, the puppy dog. Yeah. Something I just thought about, what a, what a neat juxtaposition between, you know, Mike's parents and <clears throat> get, you know, Mike and Nancy and their parents helping them get ready. Mike's dad's helping them tie the time. There's Jonathan all alone. All alone. You know, having to do it all on, on his own. And, and of course, Joyce, Joyce is all just, alone. Yeah. In Will's room. See, she's sitting there trying to figure out what what's real and what's not. Well, she's come face-to-face with him. She's come face-to-face with Will at this point. Uh, but has Lonnie gotten to her, you know, with the this is all in your mind thing? Yeah, and I wonder if she's a little hungover. You know? I don't know what all's going on there, but, you well, know, hey, bottom line is Lonnie is only about getting this done so he can get to the money part. Now, this is the... There's a hole there. Right. The graveyard shot... Um, where we were actually at this graveyard. Do you remember where in Georgia this is? Um, it's out in no. the country. It's let close me, to Jackson. Let me pull up the old, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't this where we went? You can smell the, no, 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 no. this was day one. No, that was day one, that's right, yeah. that's right. You can you can smell the, the wings and tenders from there. <laughs> uh, no, we went to go um, ride bikes from Jackson. Right. Uh, let's see here. But the bottom line is, you know. Uh, Jennifer Hayes is crying at Will's funeral. Yes, yes. Notice how no one talks to Joyce. This is really confusing to me. Like, no one talks to Joyce. Why not? Lonnie's blocking. He's, he's running sure. blocker. Look well, at look, it. Lucas walks right by her. Lucas walks right by and doesn't say a word. And there's Lucas, Mike back there just talking to somebody. Wait, Lucas is just trying to, you know, hold it in that Will's still alive. Right. They're kids. They don't. They don't want to talk to the adult. I know, but still, I. But I, I love the flashbacks. By the way, yeah, I feel like. Um, well, this is, and this becomes substantial based on the yes. evidence Hopper has. Um, we didn't give that graveyard near enough. We'll we'll That's come right. back to it. I know it's in Fayetteville. Oh, we were right okay. over in Fayetteville. We were over there in the land of Riley Blanton. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty far down there. Yeah, um, <laughs> not far from Riverdale. Where Steve's, where Steve's house is. 
which was our last stop of the day, and Chaz hanging out the window, and we we learned that Chaz, when he looks at the sun too long, his eyesight gets to be fuzzy. Not looks at the sun. <laughs> Looking in the sun. There's a whole different different perspective there. Hey, sometimes the bad guys are smart, too. Mm-hmm. That's key. Yes. And then, then Hopper wakes up. Well, and what... What How'd I, I get here? Yeah, what I really like about this whole sequence is, is, is just how far Joyce Hopper has gone in this moment. Oh, he's totally gone. You know, like he's not—he's frantic, and it—and it—and what we're looking at right now makes him appear to be crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, because because of his because of how frantic he is, but he's not crazy, and he's just in a hurry to find the bugs. He knows or his bugs. Is bug. he crazy? No, not at all. Or is this all a dream and stranger things never happened? He's having a dream at the hospital with his daughter sick. You know, cancer is the uh, the, the man with no face who's attacking his daughter. No, that's not it at all. This is all a dream sequence. No. These guys, who, the Duff, Duffy, Duffer brothers, mm-hmm. they played D&D with Mike Walters. And everything was a dream sequence with Mike Walters. This whole thing is Stranger Things season four. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you see the pull tab on that beer can? Yes. What kind of beer is that? I don't know. I don't drink beer. Bug light. Bug light. <laughs> well, Hopper's looking for the bug light, right? Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> he found it. <laughs> no, I don't think this is a I don't think this is a dream sequence. I think that I, I think that when it's it's natural, right? Whenever you're on to something, I know I do it, I start to get a little wound up, a little worked up. And and we'll even like, especially if it's like a creative something, and I'm talking to people and that sort of thing, and we get into and we get into some stuff. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute, this is what we need to do. And like, it's just like everything shuts down, and I become, you know, really frantic and really, you know, just trying to get the idea out of my head as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, now this That's is where this is where uh, Steve and Shaz were crouched down to take a picture, waiting for me. To come take said picture, but I was too busy with the Shropshires up with the, the Shropshires uh, up the uh, <laughs> up the way a little bit up the hill just well, a bit. They're, they're against the tree line, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> and we were still plotting things out at this point. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, y'all were. Yeah, and I'm just walking around like, hey, y'all see he's up here? <laughs> yeah, stacked this, bodies. This woman was buried in 1778. No, it was 1777, the after shrops. No, sorry. The after, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> I don't listen to myself sometimes. <laughs> oh, I listen to you. <laughs> so does everyone else in the chat. <laughs> I love that she's freaked out that he's getting a gun, and it's like, what do you expect him to do? Talk to the thing nicely? Take a, take a photo Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hit, well, yeah, that should have been the line. Are you serious? No, line? No, he says, what do you want me to do, yell at it? Before he, that, he said, take a photo, take another photo of it, oh. or yell at it. Well, he should have said, I would have taken a picture, but your boyfriend broke my camera. Ooh, that's going to come up. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to come up again. <laughs> you know, who sits there and takes pictures at a window of a house? Well... Hanging out the side of a car. Well, now, yeah, to be fair, he wasn't hanging out the side of the car. He was skulking in the woods. What well, was the same window? Right. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this principal, have you met this principal? I have not. The less athletic types. Oh, yeah, the less athletic types. I've, I've met this principal. <clears throat> Everything's about the athletics. Oh, sure. I just dig that guy's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Here we are. Now, I tell you what. I wonder, we didn't talk about if this is a soundstage or not. This could very well be that church across the street social hall, Chaz. Oh, oh, from the... Uh, from the cemetery. Cemetery, yeah, it could be. Yeah, we, we should have found out and gone over there. They wouldn't have minded. No, not at all. Mm. <laughs> I love this teacher, and I love Dustin yes. sitting there just chowing down, man. Yeah. <laughs> These aren't real Nilla wafers. <laughs> He's... Y'all, that is Steve Glosson. I'm telling you what. That is Steve Glosson as a kid. You think he's Steve Glosson? Oh, okay. I think Lucas is Steve Glosson. I think 11 Steve Glosson. Why? We'll, we'll get there. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so know. right now it's Dustin. I know what's coming. <laughs> the one thing that I've really, you know... For as bad as I've made you and Steve out to look about going the wrong way and not feeding me wings and tenders. <laughs> we have not touched on just how much I whined and complained about all the walking that was done. <laughs> like I expected to have segways to ride everywhere or something. <laughs> well, this is an important discussion. This is the whole Oh, right. Oh, show. sure. Yeah, this is like, this is where we get it all explained to us. Uh, <laughs> Playing the acrobat. This, yeah, this is the title of the show. That's great. Um, next to our acrobat, there's a flea. Well, then that acrobat needs to get off that tightrope and get some bug spray. Well, here's what I'm thinking: the, the, the flea still goes back and forth. What's mm -hmm. the difference? Oh, yeah, he can go around, it right, and yeah. upside down. <laughs> when they say he's just like, yeah, yeah, it's like, no, 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 you don't get it, man. <laughs> yeah. They're getting something entirely different right. at this point. Mm. Oh, I love that they're at a funeral. This is the thing, though. What a great yes. teacher that they're at a funeral and, like, we have science questions for you. Yeah, we have a lot of questions. I'm thinking when they say that, though, he's thinking about death and all. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, of course, based on the first thing that he responds to, they're like, no, no, no. We want to know how to travel between dimensions. Yeah, so he's probably relieved. Yeah. <laughs> Not to mention, you know, they, they mentioned the Veil of Shadows and he just lays out the description straight out of Dragon Magazine. Yes, that's true. And also, how about it's his dream? How about he it's is he's talking? Yeah, he it is his dream because he's talking theoretical quantum physics with uh, with middle school boys. Exactly. Yeah, and they're getting it. Look at there, Dustin's taking it all in, man. He looks very serious. I'm just saying, when he looks and says these aren't real Nilla wafers, I mean, I know that feeling, you know, of like, oh right, this this is a good little snack. No, it's not. Ah, uh, the elusive. Hopper House. Mm. Those guys made it back there with no problem. Oh, they're in a police car. I got the idea. We need a police we car. We need a police car. Yeah, because that's not illegal at all. Let's let's oh, turn to yeah, our that would be a bad idea. Let's turn to our legal analyst. Uh Steve uh Bennett. Um <laughs> uh, if you're still in the chat there with us, uh what what could the possible ramifications be of us actually using a Fake police car to get in place. Oh, he's in. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. He can find a loophole. Fair enough. I'll call my brother. That police car through. I'll call my brother and see if we can use his cruiser. Okay. There we go. There we go. One thing we didn't mention about Mr. Clark was he says science is neat, but I'm afraid it's not very forgiving. Mm. That is key to this whole show. That's true. That's true. 
Wouldn't it be cool to spy on the Russians? Yeah, it would. We've got this girl. She can do it through telekinesis. Oh, yeah. It's going to let loose a monster into Hawkins. And she will be the death of us all, literally. Spoiler alert. Ooh, yeah. Well, I wasn't going that far. Okay, so here they are out on that land we couldn't get to. But there's no telling how long a walk that would have been. Mm, Not as far as it was around Stone Mountain. Mm. (laughs) Well, the name of that place, by the way. (laughs) Stone Mountain? Yeah, what is this thing called? What is this thing called? Stone Mountain. Stone Mountain. (laughs) 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 Jerks. Lonnie's trying to fix things. That's his his job. Is it, though? Mm -hmm. I mean, he's playing nice. Lonnie's a con man. Lonnie is a con man. man. But he's fixing things. He's going to fix his way out of debt. He's going to fix his Mm -hmm. way out of of everything by getting money for the death of his son. Yep. Who he loves so much. That was dangerous for him to punch through that paper with her eyeball right there, by the way. I could have gone terribly wrong. Well, you know, when you got a question, ask Eleven. Where do you stand on Eleven's um, language capabilities? She's got plenty of language capabilities. She's just, she's not been allowed to uh, form her opinion. Mm -hmm. So she's not used to talking and giving her opinions. She just answers. All right. Um, she just, you know, that's, that's, you know, we've got to do this. Does that mean the bath? Yes. Okay. You know, she, she doesn't have choices. So even though she, she's very able to speak and she can do any, she could, she could hold a conversation. She's never done that. So it's awkward for her. Mm-hmm. It's kind of so, like Anakin Skywalker grew up, you know, among monks. He doesn't know how to hit on a girl. Right. That's why he's so wooden in his speech with Padme. Oh, you're talking about the I can't breathe speech? Yes. I'm always like, you'll have a suit for that later. Um, the, <laughs> the, so would you say that she reacts more on instinct than anything? Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. It's been one of those things that I've tried to, you know, that have really, I, I, well, Dave, I didn't really talk so much about it. I, I've kind of talked to myself about it. The past few nights, and then um, and you did some with Dave. Yeah, but but because we, I guess I did a little bit. But then, of course, Christy last night we talked about it as yeah. well, and um, <clears throat> and so I don't I, like. It's just one of those things that kind of it doesn't bother me. But it's one of the things I wonder about is like why, you know, she's obviously smart. She knows what's going on. Why doesn't she just tell them? And I know that then the story would move a lot quicker or whatever the case may be. There wouldn't be the whole mystery, but still, it's a it's it's one of those things that frustrates me sometimes in watching dramas. It's like if people would just be honest with one another. And just... Well, she's still trepidatious. She doesn't know who to trust because mm-hmm. her papa, you know, mm-hmm. when somebody tells you this, your dad, somebody just shows up and says, your dad's evil and he's tearing up the world. Would you believe that right away? Would would you buy into that? I guess not. So, you know, it's that's her papa. That's the mm-hmm. one she's trusted. Even though he's been incredibly cruel, 
that's still who that is to, to yeah. her. Okay. So she's trying to figure all this out, and she knows there's something bad there. She doesn't want to reveal too much. These kids seem like they want to go there because of this Will guy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. She's also she also knows where Will is and what's there with her mm-hmm. with him. So this is the so be- that might move into it too. Sorry, go oh, ahead. No, move, go move. ahead. I, no, I completely on. agree with you. I'm I'm just moving on here to the redemption. Is this 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 the begin? This is the beginning of the redemption of Steve. Whatever. He's hitting on her by imitating Tom Cruise. He's hitting on her by acting like he's concerned. Yeah. He is. He, this is fake concern. Yes. I don't, she blows him off with a promise and a kiss. Yeah. Well, she will. <laughs> but really, that's what it is. It is fake concern. I think he really likes her, but he doesn't really get what he's done so far. Well, he doesn't know what she's going through. There's him. And he didn't do it. She did it. She abandoned Barb to be destroyed by the monster. Everything that happened to her friend is on Nancy. No, no, no. She didn't abandon Barb to be destroyed by a monster. She abandoned Barb to be with Steve. Well, but what I'm saying is, is had... <laughs> Had she just gone home like she was supposed to, none of it would have happened. Well, that's what Mama always said to me. Nothing, nothing good. good happens at Walgreens at two thirty in the morning. How about nothing good happens anywhere unless you're asleep? And so, yeah. Yeah. Now, is this? Did that driveway at Mike's? I'm gonna to have to look at pictures of Mike's house. Did the driveway come around uh, to a carport it like this? Came. It did go down and around. Okay. But I can't figure out exactly how that is. It's got to go in through the side, though. Right. There's windows right behind her back, mm-hmm. which must face the front. And um, just uh, spoiler alert, uh, tomorrow's episode, you're going to see another part of the back. That's right. Which is the basement door. So, mm-hmm. oh, here it is. Here it is. Oh, yeah. She's that... found out the ambulance chaser flyer. There. Yeah, well, we were, yeah, we were talking about. We were, uh-huh. we were talking about Eleven when she found that, and now right. now she's she's responding to what she found, <clears throat> right? And I love for Jonathan's school. Yeah, I love the question of well, where does he want to go? You know, you don't know anything about him. Do you know she pushes him? She's violent. Well, I mean, she's had enough. Sure, she has. She deserves well, it, and he's just standing there looking all smug, like he's grown up. Steve is who that is. No. I don't think? like I don't like Steve. I don't like Steve either, but that's more like Steve's buddy. Sure. What whatever. The point is this is that he's that as a child, he had he was either Steve or had some interactions with someone like Steve. Like this is we're seeing the future of some of these kids, I think. Oh, we we are seeing it. Not and not not literally, like they're not literally time travelers, but the you know potential what I mean. futures. We're right. We're seeing what they could grow up to become. Uh-huh. Or the type of people they could grow up to become. Yeah. You know? Well, he waltzes back into her life and takes over. Yeah. And then she finds out it's all for money. Get out the house. Get out. Get out of my house. So, I can't blame her. No, I don't blame her at all. Well, here's that misanthrope not knowing how to use a gun and making jokes with Nancy now. Misanthrope and miss a can. Miss a- <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Um, <laughs> hey, the, he doesn't like any people, so don't feel, take it personal. <laughs> What's funny is he can't shoot a gun and she can't swing a bat, so you they know they need to switch weapons. Yeah, and they you know so they do. Kind but you of. know, here's the thing: you see how far away he is from those cans. Mm-hmm. 
Now, you're not a gun guy. Not at all. But firing a handgun is not like firing a rifle. Mm -hmm. You fire a rifle at that range, you're going to nail it. Handguns keyhole some. It depends on, you know, the specific gun. So it could be just the fact that it keyholes, which, you know, it, it doesn't keep going straight all the time. Okay, I was going to say, now, Shaz, you've got to uh, define a term here. Sorry. What does keyhole mean? Yeah, well, it you know, you've got a real short barrel on a on a right. handgun, right? So it's not going to continue down a straight pattern towards towards the uh towards towards the, the target, okay. the can. Or maybe he's shooting for the alternate dimension beside the can. Maybe. And that's what he's doing. He's ready to fight other dimensions. She is she's firing with purpose and anger right and she is left eye dominant well and she squeezed the trigger and did not pull it yeah of course then you know luke mentioned this while we were watching it and he said really who's going to hit that on the first shot i said yeah and the first skeet you shot at oh yeah i hit it i was like yeah see <laughs> it's called <laughs> it can happen it's called beginner's luck <laughs> for you beginner rock mm-hmm. <laughs> he is the master fly killer by the way my son. Oh, is he? He killed a fly with a stick pin the other day. You better will sleep with the one I open. That dude is a. Ah, we we have always been, you know, after flies in flight, and he went and did it the other day with a stick pin and just speared the thing. Impressive. Wow, most impressive. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hopper not drunk. Nope. He lies and says he has been drinking. But, yep. but all of this stuff has just brought up so much about his daughter. Yeah. Um, See, it's actually his dream. It's not a dream, Shaz. Don't even put that out there. Because <laughs> people are going to start emailing me like, Shaz is so wrong. This isn't a dream. Oh, do they email you about that stuff? Nah. It's sure. just fun. Sure it is. It's just a dream. No. It's Mike just... Walters, you know who you are. You know what, guys? Email Techno Retro Dads. <laughs> <laughs> um. These tracks are um, on a train ride that goes around Stone Mountain. Uh-huh. Look, dinosaur bone. Femur. Uh, where? I found it, guys! <laughs> okay. Compass talk. Mm-hmm. How much further is it? How much further is it? Lucas, are you getting tired? We're 75% of the way around this thing, aren't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> Just keep walking. We'll find, she wipes her nose. Oh, yeah. We'll find it when we find it. Guys, that uh, that school, that other school in Stockbridge might as well have been the Stone Mountain, as big as it was. So Lucas is Steve. And as far as we walked around that thing. Oh, man. And then there was the Stone Mountain. Like, as fun as it was in Stone Mountain, it was like we got down there, but we had to go back up a hill to get back to the parking lot in I'm just out of shape. I I really need to get serious about being able to walk long distances without wanting to kill somebody. <laughs> is what I need to do. I do want to go back to Stone Mountain, though. I want to go up on top of that thing. Well, yeah. Well, we could have ridden the tram. Well, we'll do it next time. Okay. You were all wanting to hike it, though. No, I didn't want to climb that thing, no. Okay. No, no. I just wanted to go find the train tracks. Well, That's what I was hiking for. We, I'm not going to climb that piece of rock. We found them. 
We did indeed. What is Maybe it called? I know it's not Stone Mountain, but what's the formation called? A granite Dome? I don't a know. A Granite dome. dome. That's right. Was a it Granite, granite dome. dome? Yeah. A Rock Dome or something like that. And uh, what now what's that called again? Stone Mountain. No, <laughs> You said, what's the name of that? <laughs> I, I know it's Stone <laughs> He's from Georgia. How does he not know this? <laughs> You know, she's all nervous going down into this, right? Do they think she's just nervous about the water, or does she she let them know there's something in there? Well, this is what we're flashing back to is the first time she realizes there is something in there. Yeah, you're right. You're right. This is the first time. This is the first time we see this. And so, I mean, I think it's just disconcerting to be in a... All blackness? Yeah, to be a child and step out into nothingness and... yeah. You know, the last thing you see is that weird dude. Like, there's no compassion from anyone for this child, and that's what just perplexes me. Like, yeah, this is, you know, you talk about strange parents in this whole show, and you've got them. You got the dad from War Games, um, <laughs> Mike's dad. Yeah. And then you got the mom. I, I don't know who she is. Who are we talking well, she about? She wants to be her kids the best friend. His oh, wife. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just uh, any general sitcom mom. Yeah. And, and then you got Papa, who's a mm, psychopath. And then you've got his... Lucas and Dylan and Dustin's non existent parents. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Oh, Eleven, you know, tells Mike to turn back, you know. All right. She's tired. Eleven well, is Steve. Well, I'm hungry. <laughs> turn back. No, I'm hungry. Listen, walking was never about being hungry, it was about. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> but everybody's you. I was like, we, Are you Mike ever? We no. Oh. I'm like, we've walked three miles. I, I had a had a bicycle up my rear end today. Stood <laughs> 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 in someone's yard and took a picture. And here's the here's the parent conversation here. This is this is uh or it will be again. But there you know Nancy doesn't like this psychoanalysis that he's throwing at her right and she starts defending steve mm-hmm. but really she can't see what's really going on she's blinded by her interest in steve for whatever reason is it because he's going to have a nice cushy job and they can end up at the end of the the cul-de-sac you know and then she throws it on on jonathan well what you did was bad he's like i never said it wasn't he doesn't change the point, though. He doesn't get sidetracked into that, and that's pretty amazing to me. But then he gets kind of nasty and brings up her parents. And... Well, but then she gets nasty and says, you know, maybe he's not the pretentious creep everyone says he is. Uh, well, yeah, they, they, they do that back-and-forth thing. There yeah. it is. But, but the thing, here's Nancy's deal. Nancy likes Steve, and I'm convinced of this. Nancy likes yes. Steve because yep. Nancy obviously probably wasn't like a popular girl as she right. got into high school, now she's gotten older and prettier and everything and coming to her looks. She started getting noticed by someone who she thought would never notice her, the guy with the weird hair who happens to be what people, I guess, think is good-looking and, and charismatic and charming and all these things. And then, you know, to, you know, to go down the road they went, mm-hmm. that's going to cause things to become more emotionally entangled. Yeah. And then, and now, you know, so yeah, she's going to be taking up for him with Jonathan. Sure. Sure. She's trying to convince herself that this was the right move. 
Well, apparently and she she does a good job of that because at we the do end that. of the whole thing. Yeah. Look, I can't criticize anyone for convincing themselves the wrong decision is the right decision. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> we weren't going to Jackson. I ate a pound of bacon today, so, I mean, come on. Did you really? A pound? I don't know. I'm just making stuff up now. You're I'm, making me want bacon. No, well, listen, that's that's 24 hours a day in my life, sir. <laughs> no. You know, back there at, at Joyce's house, and he goes in. And he looks up at those lights, and she's thinking, oh, no, he thinks I'm crazy now. And he's thinking, oh, no, I've really got to look at every one of these lights. <laughs> yes, great. <laughs> They're thinking about two entirely different things. It's only going to take about six hours. <laughs> <laughs> but this is where they, they figured out we've gone in a circle with compasses pointing mm-hmm. north. What's going on? Well, this is where it all breaks down. This, this is, is it. This is the moment where you know the party – the fellowship falls apart, so to speak. Yeah. Well, Lucas is standing up for his dead friend. Mm-hmm. And Mike's going to stand up for Eleven. And Dustin is just caught in the middle trying to be the good friend to everybody. He, and, and he's the only voice of reason at this point. He's Steve. I'm telling you. He wants real Nilla wafers, and he's the voice of reason. <laughs> Guys, jumbo wings and tenders. <laughs> jumbo wings and tenders. There's Burger King. I have no doubt that Justin would have caught that. No doubt whatsoever. He totally would have. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but the thing is, Lucas is right, partially. Mm -hmm. Mike is right, Right. partially. Eleven is right, partially. She's trying to keep them from being hurt Mm -hmm. six hours later. And Dustin, Dustin, Steve, is is definitely right. He's completely right. (laughs) Oh, the last one. Hmm. Yes. Do you have another light bulb in this house anywhere? Well, sure. Let's go to Will's room. Oh, God. Not more. (laughs) You know, again, here's the question that that Luke brings up in this whole thing. He says, couldn't he have just gone outside to talk to her? Well, you know, that's true. But but there's also... That they weren't tracking her to. Well, and there's also... Of course, there, he he'd have no way of knowing this, or maybe or maybe not even suspecting this. But th- there are times where they're hearing conversations that don't seem to be from bugged locations, right? Like they just have, you know, one of those giant. Remember those things? I guess they sold them in the late. They were always in the Sears catalog and stuff, and it was like the little radar mm-hmm. dish gun. Yep, where you could hear people they from a hundred feet away. ET. Yeah, in the van. Mm-hmm. They're using them here too. Man, yeah, I didn't see them. I'm just assuming. Sure, that's what those things on the roof are. Right, exactly. No, I think those are you think they're beaming just... satellites. Too. Okay, you think they're standard satellite dishes? Mm-hmm. See, they're mm-hmm. good. Come on, Dustin, get in there, calm yep. them down. Nope, they won't listen. It's like trying to talk to Nancy about Steve. They can't see anything else. And now he started talking about liking a girl, and that's that's Mike's. That's the line that you don't cross with Mike. I don't like her. Yeah, well, that was a that was a pretty low blow there too. This is one girl who's not grossed out by you. I mean, that's that's rough. Mm-hmm. Even though Lucas knows he's in the same spot. Oh, here we go. Here it yep. is. He went in for the side headlock and a takedown. Oh, there's the reversal. 
There's reversal by Lucas. As God is my witness, he's oh my God, eleven little run in, almost killed him. Good night. And she didn't mean to. No. Like you said, she's just reacting. It's instinctual. Instinctual. That's the word you used. Mm-hmm. She is. Uh, she's been. She's been shown so much kindness by Mike that now she doesn't know what to do. What a great little actress, Millie Bobby she, Brown. She, it is great, but but. Lucas has a great point. Did you ever stop to think that maybe she's the monster? You know what? That hit her button. Right. Not because she's mad about it. She thinks that maybe she is. Well, yeah, she definitely sees, and she'll say it later, this is all her right. fault. Mm-hmm. You know, and and bless her heart, it's not her fault. I mean, as in as much as, yes, it was her power and everything her that happened. Her power opened the game. Opened it, but it's not her fault. Right. She was being directed to misuse that power. So now she, here's a cool thing about her power. She's given a picture. She goes and finds that one person. She can't see who he's talking to. All she does is tunes into that one person. Mm-hmm. That's impressive to me. Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting perspective on this, that she, that she could be anywhere in the world and be able to hone in on one individual. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, a, that's a pretty cool superpower right there. Yeah, and then the way that it's transmitted back through electronic devices. I think I called it technopathic the other day. Ooh, that's a good word. Thank you. You know, she's obviously got telepathy and or not even telepathy, but you know, the the technopathy and the uh and the telekinesis. And you just wonder if given give like imagine the difference between her being raised and taught by, you know, Papa the doctor, mm-hmm. or someone like maybe a Charles Xavier who would exactly. help her Thank hone you. her skills and do it in a good, loving way. She could be Dark Phoenix. <clears throat> oh, wait. Well, <laughs> or she could be, you know, Kitty Pride or um, or Jean Grey without the Phoenix kind of situation. Yeah. Oh, it this, this is just perfect, though. The, the this, dialogue... is, this is how you get to the, the all hope is lost moment. Yeah. Well, and, and it's because, and what's so funny about it, or, or what's intriguing about it is, the reason all hope is lost is because the, this group of friends has gone their separate ways now. Right. And, and, it's ch- and it's children. And you're like, oh, no, not you guys, you know. But and, see, again, this is the 80s movies. Right. Remember, 80s movies were kids in real peril. Yeah. The yep. thing that really drove me crazy about the special edition of E.T. was... They changed the guns to walkie-talkies. The walkie-talkies, yeah. They changed the guns to walkie-talkies. Uh, kids, you better stop or we're going to call the next guys to stand in your way. <laughs> hey, they're headed your way. <laughs> okay, we'll stop them with our speech. We've got a we've got a barrier up. I still maintain what I told you guys on the trip is that I never rode my bike that way and could have never gotten away from anybody on my bike back in the day. I had I had escape routes all over. A mile radius, at least a mile radius mm. of my house. Well, what we to be able to get from through backyards to different roads, sure. so I could get away from people. Well, for for us, for our little gang, if if we'd ever found ourselves in need of getting away from anybody, <laughs> it was if we could make it to the woods. Yeah, then we would have been okay because we knew our way all around the swampy woods down back behind our neighborhood. Coming up, you know, just so everyone calm down, everybody, don't be scared. There's about to be a big jump scare happen. Uh, yes. Uh, two. Two? What you talking about? Nope, just one. Sorry. 
The other one's tomorrow night. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> the other one's tomorrow night. They, they do. Oh, man. Are you telling me I killed Thumper eight years ago. Now I got to kill, kill Bambi. <laughs> well, it's like when I was, um, I forget how, I, I must have been, Lord, I was pushing 30. I was 26, 27 years old. And my parents. No, my parents were out of town, and and my dad, so he wouldn't have to do it, instructed me to take our dog that was 17 years old. No, you didn't old yeller him. I, well, I had to take her to the vet to be put down. No. I had to make that drive with that dog, that sweet no. dog who was the best dog ever, oh. and have her put to sleep. And my dad and my dad just could not bring himself to do it, obviously, so he waited till he was out of town and called me, so I guess you better. There was a scare. And so when I'm telling him, I call him up and I'm talking to him like, yeah, we did it, da 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 And my mom talks to me. He's like, well, how are you? I'm like, I'm fine. I said, you know, it's kind of heartbreaking to have to do it. She's like, well, that's just part of being a grown-up. So I say to Jonathan, you got to kill Bambi. Now you're a man. But uh, his manhood nope. his manhood was taken away from him <laughs> by the demigorgon. Wait a second. I was fixing to shoot that thing. Yeah, come on. Oh. Um, by the demigorgon. Oh, man. Now, here's the thing. I'm out there at night mm -hmm. where I know the thing's hunting at night. Mm -hmm. And it grabs a deer, and so I follow it at night mm -hmm. with a couple of low-power flashlights. Yeah. And not only that, but I'm going to do the Scooby-Doo thing. Oh, no, no. Mm -hmm. And split up. Oh, yeah. Because uh, there goes okay, Jonathan fine. the other way. Yeah, but, you know, as long as they're within 15 feet. But all of a sudden, they're not within 15 oh feet. Oh, gosh. Okay, note, <clears throat> note to everyone. I've been watching a lot of beekeeping stories lately, beekeeping videos. If you come upon a hollow tree and it's dripping with something... Go into the tree. Don't go into the tree because either it's blood from something that's eating it or it's honey from a hive of bees that'll sting your tail. Well, at night, the bees don't sting. Sure. You keep believing that. <laughs> I saw that on Duck Dynasty once. Right, and they got lit up, didn't they? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. The, okay, this she, she doesn't only look in the in the tree though. She goes in the tree. Well, this is what I'm Let saying. Me stick my head in there. Classic horror movie stupidity. No, no, this is worse than that. Nobody's <laughs> gonna do this. Mm -mm. She loves Barb. Well, she's she's there for Barb. She right now she's being driven by guilt into the trunk of uh -huh. that tree. Yes. Yeah. This is my fault. You don't. You know, it's one thing to to let let me just kind of peek in and look up at the top of what's dripping. Yeah. You the know? minute the minute it gets like this, I'm like, I'm out. She never even looks up. Mm -mm, no. She just ducks and says, "This tree's a lot longer than I thought yeah, it was." Yeah. Oh look, I'm being born again into a new dimension. Right. Where everything's gray. Look at all the slime that's all over me. Oh, my light has is going out. Nope. I'm not walking away from that tree. Okay. All right. See, now I turn back around. I get back in that tree. How, yeah, and I go out the that? other side. You're looking there and you're like, this is not my world. The it's minute, snowing at, you know, yeah. 180th the speed it should be. Listen, this is like the fifth time that light's been flickering on and off. Mm -mm, nope. Get away from... Look, don't stand and look at it. Don't yeah. don't stare at it. 
Okay, you see that thing? Turn the light off and go back to the tree. Right. It's going to see the light, right? Yeah. Wait a second. It doesn't no, have, doesn't have eyes. Oh, no. Does it have ears? Oh, Barb. Yeah, apparently, because it heard. Oh, God. It was two Shaz. There were two scare yeah. jump scares. <laughs> okay, there's another one coming. Yeah, well, not the one you were thinking of. Right, sure. <laughs> but it, this is one of these soft spots, though, again. What you mean? The more Eleven uses her power, mm -hmm. the more she's breaking down the barrier between the upside down and our world. Okay, see, I don't think that's the case. I think it's that the barrier has already been broken. And once the gate's open, there's... It... And once the gate's open, that that, cr that creature is... He, it has the power to move back and forth between the dimensions. Whether, it re again, acting on instinct. It doesn't know what it's doing necessarily, but it's attracted to blood and food and that sort of thing. And so it um, it it's the, it makes those things, and that's why they're temporary, because when it they pulls temporary. because when it goes back through, the gate closes back up. The only one that's permanent is the one that was open when eleven opens. As we'll see in a flashback coming up, I believe in maybe the next chapter or the, or the following. Well, what about with Will though? Because Will's able to kind of help open one when he's not with the monster. I, the wall, for instance. But what would you watch? What what when that happens with the wall? Eleven is really tapping into things. Ooh, that's it, right. See, it, but see that that was my point. When Eleven's tapping in, it's 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 blurring the lines between. But what the you but what you have is you have Will who has who is connected to the right side up. Yeah, and so so there's yeah. a there's a convergence of different things happening there. Okay. And then I, I can see that. And also and also when Will is is coming through the wall, when she's face to face with Will against that translucent wall, the monster's not far behind Will at that point. That's true. Well, so, is he is the monster able to find him because he's that close into our dimension? I think I think that has something to do with it, yeah. I think that tapped into because he's hiding out very successfully <clears throat> most mm -hmm. of the time. Right. Yeah. Well, and you think about it, the monster doesn't find him again until Eleven goes, well, and spoiler alert, until Eleven gets to Byers Castle. Right. You know, when when she finds him in the Upside Down, and that's what brings the monster again because he's interacting with someone from the, uh -huh. right, the right side up, so to speak. Yeah. That's a good point. We're unlocking this thing episode by I episode, everyone. Episode by episode, we're doing it and making it happen. Shaz, thank you so much for sitting in on this one. Oh, this has been so much fun. I love it. I, so I love this and show. Great, great life lessons. What? Okay. Would you like Let, to spell something? Let's review. Okay. <laughs> Please do. Just because someone is pointing out someone else's faults mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he's dismissing his own. So don't sidetrack the conversation, Nancy. Mm, that's right. A problem you need to see with Steve. Uh, another thing we should always be familiar with: the state boys are not always your friends. No, no, that's that's true as well. Unless, of course, they're from Mississippi State and carry cowbells. All right. <clears throat> Sorry, had to did, ring it. Did you just do that hey, on Geek Out Loud? Uh, I did. <laughs> over over a victory over Kentucky, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right, just well, making sure, just making sure I got this right. That, that couldn't couldn't really do anything with that Georgia game. Well, no, unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately for you guys, I you know I told my and I don't want to break down into college football talk right now, but I okay. told my sister the other day, talking about Georgia football, that 
I'm still really angry with UGA for the way they treated Mark Richt. Yeah. When the way they dismissed him. But 7-0 and is really helping me get over it. Yeah. <laughs> and well, and then I said. impressive. You well, got to admit they're impressive. I've been very surprised this season. And I told her, you know what? It's just not fun. It, it's not as fun as when you're coming down to the wire on some of these things, you know, because we're so used to as Georgia fans, like just nail biters every single game, even if it's like, oh, I don't know, Appalachian State or something. And you're like, oh, my gosh, they're going to beat us. And then Georgia has to make some miraculous comeback. And I'm like, it's just not as fun when you're blowing people oh, out of the water. You're going to have a good game. You're going to have a good game. It's going to call, be called the SEC championship game. Oh, yeah. Well, you're talking about when we lose our butts to Alabama. It's, I think it'll be a good game. I don't know. That's what I had a Bama fan tell me that. I'm like, I understand that you're obligated to say that as a fan of your team and not Are put the mojo on them. Me? Have you ever met Bama fans? I None know of them believe it's going to be a game. But this was a level-headed person who was like, George is pretty good. You know, Kirby Smart. Oh, he's not really a Bama fan. He was like, hey, Kirby Smart learned from Nick Saban. Roll Tide. <laughs> okay. I got you. You got me there. Look, you, me you there. don't understand when you've gone to the school of Saban. You have gone to life's greatest school. <laughs> we're gonna erect a we're gonna erect a statue of Saban right next to Paul Bear Bryant because we we've sainted them on about the same level now. They I, really have. I don't mind saying it. I don't roll tight. I don't mind saying it. Do you know I had to move to Alabama to find out that Bear Bryant was a coach at Kentucky before he went to Alabama? Of course you did. At the same time as Adolph Rupp was the basketball coach, guess which one they gave a watch, and guess which one they gave you know a lot of stuff to. Uh, There's a reason Bear Bryant didn't stay at Kentucky. They mm -hmm. gave him a watch. Hey, and he saw it was. He looked at that watch and said, "It's time to go." That's what he said. He said, "You know what tide. time it is? <laughs> time to roll tide." <laughs> That's what time it is. Hey, I'll tell you this. I'm wondering if the NCAA has started their investigation into Clemson yet. Because the only way Clemson beat Bama is they were cheating. <laughs> Row tide. <laughs> all right, I'm, com I'm complete. And by the way, and everyone, get your, my fault. get your fingers off the home keys. I am completely ripping off Dickie Nadmeyer from Rick and Bubba doing that stuff. I get it. Okay. Um, I do have more, more, more good things to oh, learn. Okay. Let's review. All right. Should I be just, playing? Should I be playing Man in the Mirror right now? Uh, it's almost like that. I just decided to call it Let's Review you okay. know, because it's, All it's right. special. Sure. It's, just because someone's leading you away from where you want to go doesn't mean she's not your friend. That's right. Exactly. Because maybe where you want to go is not where you need to go. That's, see? Or maybe, it's, maybe they just know, hey, no sense in walking three miles just to get a picture, guys. <laughs> I think it was more than three miles. I'm oh I, I'm sorry I'm blurring the lines between fiction and reality right now. <laughs> oh, that they were blurred the whole time, <laughs> the whole time. Just because your friend sees something differently than you do doesn't mean you have to fight. That's true. That's very true. And the change always begins with me. That's right. So the truth is out there. Keep right. seeking the truth. All right, X Files. So is that it? Is that is that what we've learned? Never. Never, oh, never okay. go into a hole in a tree with gooey stuff from another dimension. You darn skippy. Or how about gooey stuff, period? I mean, come on. That's just simple hygiene. That's like, hey, hey, there's a hole in this tree and it seems to be dripping something. 
and, you, and says, should I, should I stick my head in there? <laughs> Gonna say no, buddy. No, don't do that. <laughs> Y'all, that's how Mama died. <laughs> well, you know, it was fortunate that Mama died when she did. That's right. We were able to get that good burial plot right next to where they buried that Will Byers boy. Well, it wasn't really the Will Byers boy, but it was the, the duplicate. Y'all, my thing is, my point is this. Mama loves Stranger Things. She was a little senile in her old age, bless her heart. She saw a tree dripping with some honey from a hive that was in there. She stuck her head in. Those bees got after her. God the rest her Mama soul. was allergic to bees. God rest her soul. She swole up bigger than a hot air balloon. We like to never got her out of that tree. <laughs> she... Y'all seen that Winnie the Pooh cartoon where he got stuck in Rabbit's house? It was kind of like that. And that ain't even what killed her, God rest her soul. Is there more to this story? There is, but we don't have time right now to tell it. <laughs> this is going to come out on Stranger Things 2, three months in. Basically what happened, we took Momo to the hospital they got her there, and it was a it was a case of malpractice, <laughs> and uh, and 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 doing some doing some looking around and some surgeries and stuff to repair her broken hip, where we had to get that thing out of joint to get her out of the tree. Uh, it just it went south, and we miss her. God love her, but she was kind of, she was already on kind of a downward spiral anyway, and so. We said, hey, she loves the Stranger Things. We're going to put her right next to where they dug that hit, that hole for that fake body. And she'd love it right now. She went on in. And she's <sighs> happy now. <laughs> Rock of age. Oh, no. <laughs> Want one for you, boy? <laughs> I, well... Was she on top of, you know, her great-great-grandmother? No, because they don't stack bodies in that graveyard, Shaz. I think you're wrong there. I'm, I'm saying those were some strange graves. They were. Strange. We, we'll have to go back. I'm going to have to go find that church and talk to someone who actually runs that cemetery and get some answers. I need the answers. Maybe I should look up the Shropshires and start there. Who was That's this family? Idea. Who was this family? What did they do? Chaz, tell us about Techno Retro Dads before we get done. Techno Retro Dads? Yeah. It's about uh, forcing your kids to watch stuff from the 70s and 80s. And oh. then you talk about it. All right. Great. That's how it all began. Yeah. You know, we, we're just big fanboys of, of the 70s and 80s. We like to have a good time. We think uh, there's enough uh, enough negativity in the world, so we do a lot of positivity. We learned, I, I learned that one from you, Steve. Oh, well, thanks. And uh, so we, we kind of, that was that was the goal of this starting mm. off was we're going to be faster, more intense, and we're going to be very positive, and we're going to talk about stuff we love, and and however it goes is where it goes. And we've been talking about 1977 almost all year this year. There's a lot of stuff going on in 1977. A lot of aftershocks from 1977. A lot. Now, a lot. did you watch that Watcher in the Woods remake? Of course. Oh, ooh, no, I recorded it. I just got home late last night. Okay. And today's been busy. Ooh, I forgot all about it. Thanks for reminding me. Mm, well, you have fun with that. Yeah, you, you, I'll bring it up. We'll uh, we'll watch that together. No, we won't. Sure we will. No, we're not watching Watcher in the Woods. I'm sorry, Shaz, we're not. I'm not watching that sh I'm not watching that movie ever again. I almost said that show ever again. I'm like, that's yeah, not I'm a show. I'm glad you almost said show. <laughs> yeah, no. I, <laughs> I that's why I had really to listen. Steve now. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> You're talking about scared. That's 
that's a jump scare right there. <laughs> yeah, normally when I run into something and back up and come out, I don't really explain what I was about to say, but I realized how that might have sounded. So I felt like I needed to explain <laughs> why. I... It's just not the Steve I thought I was talking to. What happened? Steve, the lines are blurred. Hey, hey, that's exactly how Mama started her downward spiral. <laughs> TechnoRetroDads.com. Shaz is the place for everyone to check out. Or TechnoRetroDads.com, I think, is probably the best. You could just, I don't know, you look up TechnoRetroDads on iTunes, you'll find us. Okay, great. Good to know, good to know where to direct people to find your stuff, Shaz. <laughs> We're the only techno retro <coughs> one. You're fine. Fantastic. Well, uh, as for me, you can email the show at geekoutonline at gmail.com. That's, that was show. You email us. Geekoutonline at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at geekoutloud. Shaz is at Shazbazaar on Twitter. And you can tweet the whole Goliverse by tweeting at Goliverse. Join our Facebook group by going to geekoutonline.com slash group. Go ahead and get your holiday uh, geekware at geekoutonline.com slash shirts and of course we invite you to use the Amazon links, Entertainment Earth links, I think Geek links you'll find at Geek Out Podcast and geekoutonline.com uh, Don't forget Tops. we appreciate their sponsorship check out that Top Star Wars card trader and when they get the login stuff worked out look I calls it like I see it Tops. Uh, I'll be back on there trading and, uh, and, and I'll give you my username and everything so until next time for Shaz Bazaar I'm Steve Glosson. We'll see you on the next Geek Out Loud, everybody. Mm-hmm.